The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Learn more at usbank.com newsroom. Good morning. I'm James Homan from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Wednesday, October 17th. In today's news, President Trump likens Saudi Arabia's denials that they killed Jamal Khashoggi to Brett Kavanaugh's denials that he sexually assaulted Christine Blasey Ford. The White House replaces the Interior Department's Inspector General with a political loyalist. And the Lieutenant Governor of Alaska resigns over inappropriate comments he made to a woman. But first, the big idea. While making the case for a third term as governor during an interview in Milwaukee, Scott Walker compared himself to the star quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. The Republican was discussing Wisconsin's falling unemployment rate, rising wages, and other positive barometers. Based on those numbers, he told me it's hard to imagine that voters will throw him out of office in three weeks after they stuck by him through his battles with organized labor, the recall campaign that followed, and a presidential bid that kept him away from the state for many months. Here's how he put it when we talked on Monday. You know, if you're going to the Super Bowl, that's the last time you want to pull Aaron Rodgers from being your quarterback. In the next breath, though, Walker lamented the incredibly strong national headwinds that are buffeting him. It's not just because of this year or this president. That's the history of politics in America. and We're going against the, uh, the historical trend. But I also think the benefit for us is the strength of the economy and the recovery in this state. The 50-year-old is a proven political survivor, and he embraces the mantle of underdog. But he has his work cut out for him. An NBC Marist poll published last week put Walker down by 10 points to Democratic challenger Tony Evers, the superintendent of public schools for the state. Donald Trump narrowly carried the Badger state in 2016, the first Republican to do so since Ronald Reagan in 1984. But his popularity has slipped, and this isn't one of the states where he's been holding rallies recently. The governor's trying to localize the race as much as possible. His refrain whenever he's asked about Trump and the kerfuffle of the day that's dominating cable news chatter is that this election should be about Wisconsin, not Washington. He told me that the more he can talk about Wisconsin and not national issues, the more likely he is to get reelected. This isn't about anything else. Whether you love the president or not, this is ultimately about who is going to be the chief executive of, uh, of the state of Wisconsin for the next four years. The governor believes he's more insulated from national forces than other Republicans because he's such a known commodity. It's hard to find anyone in Wisconsin who didn't already have a pretty defined opinion about him before Trump came down that golden escalator at Trump Tower three years ago. If you look at other races, oftentimes when it becomes a, a ballot test uh, versus uh, an understanding of who the personalities are, it's a lot more likely to go down that historical path. Here, and the people knowing me is not a problem that I have. It's, uh, it's getting past all the false attacks that are on the airwaves. To combat fatigue, Walker says it's important to remind people of why they voted for him three times in the past eight years. He said one of the most interesting things he's discovered recently is that in his internal polling, his numbers have moved up when he ran ads that featured him talking directly to camera. So he's doing more of that in the home stretch. We actually have seen our numbers start to improve the more I was personally on TV. And I think that's a reflection of people knowing me. Walker's first debate with Evers, the Democratic challenger, is on Friday. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, 
Trump likened the global outrage over the suspected murder of journalist and dissident Jamal Khashoggi to the sexual assault allegations made against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, a comparison Kavanaugh probably doesn't welcome. In an interview with the Associated Press, the president warned of a rush to judgment. He said, quote, Here we go again with, you know, you're guilty until proven innocent. I don't like that. We just went through that with Justice Kavanaugh, and he was innocent all the way, as far as I'm concerned. Though Trump initially promised to thoroughly investigate the Washington Post columnist's disappearance, he now appears eager to contain any damage the incident could cause to U.S. relations with the oil-rich nation. Trump's latest remarks were his most concerted defense yet of the Saudis, and they put him widely out of step with most other world leaders. His words could also complicate talks planned for today in Istanbul between Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and Turkish leaders about the Khashoggi case. Turkish investigators have not wavered in their claims of Saudi involvement, particularly that Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, was personally involved. Turkish officials have identified 15 men as suspects in Khashoggi's disappearance, and at least 11 have ties to the Saudi security services. Number two, the Trump administration abruptly transferred a political appointee from the Department of Housing and Urban Development to serve as the acting watchdog for the Interior Department. This highly unusual move comes amid four ongoing investigations into Trump Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke. As Acting Inspector General, Suzanne Tufts will oversee these inquiries, including an exploration of whether Zinke's wife misused taxpayer dollars on personal travel and a sketchy Montana land development deal. Tufts is a lawyer who backed Trump in 2016, but she does not have a background in government investigations or environmental policy and regulations. She will be overseeing what, until now, has been one of the government's most active watchdog offices. Tufts' move to the Interior Department took lawmakers and even officials at the Interior Department by surprise. Number three, Alaska Lieutenant Governor Byron Mallett has abruptly resigned from office just weeks before the election over recent inappropriate comments he made to a woman. The Alaska Daily News reports that it's unclear what Mallett said and to whom. Governor Bill Walker, an independent, said he learned about the comments late Monday. He said the remarks contained, quote, inappropriate overtures and that the woman in question requested anonymity. Health and Social Services Commissioner Valerie Davidson was sworn in as the new lieutenant governor to replace him. Mallett's resignation complicates a three-way governor's race. Bill Walker and Mallett were elected together on an independent ticket in 2014. There's a tough challenge from both a Republican and Democrat, and it's difficult to pull a state like Alaska. So Davidson will replace Mallet as Walker's running mate, but Mallet's name will still be on the ballot. And that's The Daily 202 for Wednesday, October 17th. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. I'll talk to you tomorrow.